welcome to school. Remember, the thought of the day is... Good evening. Welcome to Ecology 101, the Sailor Nerd and Geek Other Chat with that. I'm Gary. Slow down, man. <laughs> this is Rudy. This is John. And we are the Knights who say... Neek! All right, well... Why are you picking up the cup? Nobody could see it, Gary. Because <laughs> I can. Okay. <laughs> As Gary picks up the cup. That's Let's right. Up in the air. Let's narrate that. That's right. All right. Um, do you well, go hey. to a pub with that hat on? I do. Wow. I know. But you can't see that either. No. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. he does have a hat. It's yeah. a golf hat or an ivy this hat. It's a polo hat. Yeah. It That's look, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, I look like a newsie. <laughs> right. <laughs> From the 1920s. You look like you trained a pig to herd sheep. I did. <laughs> Come old, on, pig. Let's go. Do, pig. Come on, pig. That'll do. <laughs> so no for that. We've All got right. to go home and have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, uh, so uh, we, but I guess you guys have been like too long since we, a lot of stuff's gone under the water, a lot of movies and stuff. So, oh, well, you know, what do you do? There's it's gone movie. under the water or, or the water's gone, the gone under the bridge. The bridge. Okay. Under <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the water's not as good. Um, Are you saying that movie's been drowned? <laughs> a lot of things have come and gone, and we uh, just can't cover it because no, and we don't want Ant-Man's to. Ant-Man's kind of, you know. Yeah, because it just wasn't good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else has been out there too? I oh, don't know. Wakanda Forever, I thought was really good. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty good. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy three's coming out in like a couple weeks. That, actually, good. that looks really good. That looks okay. really good. Yeah, I think it'll be like really good, not just good, but like really good. Yeah. Okay. Because I know there's uh you know, it's the it's the last of that that you know they're calling it the trilogy. Yeah, the last of the James Gunn thing before he jumps to DC. Right. Who's right. jumping to DC? James Gunn's like oh he's head, leaving head of DC now. Oh, that's too oh. bad. Along with so and so, I don't know his name. Ah, gotcha. Well, there you go. So, so yeah, they're completely redoing um, DC Studios and all their movies. Start and with stuff Flashpoint, like that. right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's not what we're talking about today, but that's all right. But the what are we talking about, Gary? D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, Dragons oh, that's what it stands right for. Uh huh. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. <laughs> dad would say, "Dumbasses and drag queens." <laughs> <laughs> or as my dad would say, "You're a disappointment, son." Yes. <laughs> And he would point at me and my friend, disappointment yeah. and disappointment. <laughs> and disappointment. He did. Friend. He literally said that to me. My friends and I were going to Las Vegas because we go to Las Vegas to play Dungeons and Dragons. Not nerdy at all. No. So cool. And yeah, exactly. Um, and he was like, "You guys, how old are you? Like, you're 38. You guys are still playing dumbasses and I was drag say, queens." This was last year. <laughs> Last year, exactly. No, yep. we're going this again this year on the 10th. We're actually going June go. 10th. So mm-hmm. that did not hinder you at all. No, I don't care. <laughs> I will be a nerd forever. I don't care. Be the bell of the ball. There yep. you go. There you go. And um, that fact that we first met John, he's like, yep, so D&D. And I think I've only played like twice in my life. Sorry about Have that. Have you? Well, yeah, you're missing out. I know. <laughs> Rudy, how many times have you played? Maybe a handful of times. Really? I'm, yeah, a lot okay. of. Uh, I was ma- surprised. Ma- I thought you were going to say magic uh, zero. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a lot of board games. It come. was like the Magic: The Gathering friends, like you know. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the same sort of vein. Yeah, because yeah. magic, magic was popular when I was maybe like a sophomore in high school or something like that. I don't know when it actually came out, but that's when I noticed everybody, like a lot of people playing. Yeah, I was in. It's also very I was a, I was a freshman in college when it came out. <laughs> 
and you and I, you're just a little bit older than me. Yeah, so right? sophomore, I was that was what ninety six. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, but it came from the same kids that would play, you know, D and D. So gamers, gamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, that's popped up in a few shows, like um, it was very popular with uh, Stranger Things, right there. Big what Dungeons and Dragons? Players. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was kind of the backbone of that's how that was. That's been the backbone yeah. of their stories, right? Yeah. With oh, Danny Gorgon and it. Vecna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all based on. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you about that show, Ghosts. What's funny is that the, they play D and D in it, don't they? Yeah. The the husband. It's a big D and D fan, and one of the dead guys is a Boy Scout. Is big, so they have to play the game. He has to play the game. Of dead people. Hold this. None of us can say our lives gone the way we'd hoped. I did think you'd stay up longer. We got an early release. Good behavior. Yeah, behavior. that one. So now that it's become like more mainstream pop culture, if you mm-hmm. will, yeah. like does it take away from you know from what you originally enjoyed it? You know, it's kind of like the same thing of. Uh, you know, Star Wars, like the original trilogy, and it, it's become own little thing, and then all of a sudden, everywhere it just blew up, and everybody, yep. everybody knows the characters and all that. Like yep. it, does it, does it, is, does it dilute it for you, or? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, well, we're talking about this current movie. I think they did a pretty good job because they added a lot of, like, a lot of D and D references that you know my friends and I've used in our gameplay. You know, so like. It's it's, I don't think it's diluted it. Um, I don't think, like you might say, like I don't know enough about maybe Star Wars because you guys can name, you know, the different planes or whatever that are in Star Wars, right? Planes, <laughs> that was a joke. The ships, right? But then like, when Force you play Dungeons and Dragons, like, oh, you playing Stranger Things? Yeah, the board exa- game? exactly. <laughs> See, that's and that's people like, oh. Stranger Things, that's really cool. Who's Vecna? And you're like, okay, oh, I, I know Metallica. And then I start going off on this tangent, and people are like, oh my god, I'm nerd. Not <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just getting all excited. Yeah, so I, I, I think that's the part. Like, it becomes mainstream, but the mainstream people who've been drawn in now mm-hmm. don't care about Dungeons and Dragons the way that I care about Dungeons and Dragons. So it's like the same with you with Marvel. Like, you really know Marvel, and you've been into Marvel for years and years and years and years and so for you it's like when somebody starts talking about Marvel like me you're like ha, you don't know diddly squat buddy yeah it's like the borderline of like you you don't try to be too defensive but mm-hmm. you're trying to be protective of what, what you, you know mm-hmm. yeah what you know and what you love and they couldn't and things could be marketed to death you know what I mean <clears throat> yes lose, lose, lose its well that's what happened I think was with Star Wars when they brought it back mm-hmm. with you know I don't whatever the stupid trilogy was with Ray, I can't even, but they just started marketing it and marketing. And that was my whole, you know, my, my blog that I did, my, my blog that I did on Porg, the Porgs, right? Is that what they were called? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, like, it's just a marketing ploy. They're just trying to make money off of it. Well, Lucas did the same thing with like the, uh, like after the first movie, like he knew, he knew the merchandising Mm -hmm. aspect of it. And then that's why, that's what made the, what he made the deal with, uh, Mm -hmm. with the studio was, you know, like, oh, you can have, you know, whatever profits from the movie, I got naming rights and and distribution Which is not a big and and the yeah. the toy mm-hmm. the toy marketing because yeah. he because he knew that. Well, it, it hit home with us kids, man. Yeah. We were into that. We wanted everything Star Wars. I had Star Wars lunch pails, Star Wars uh, blankets, Star Wars sheets. You know, Star Wars spaceballs, the flamethrower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just all of it. So I mean, but I, the the difference there was. I don't feel like they just try to market to pull you 
in. Like they knew they had something and they could sell it. Well, like when they were doing the porgs, I felt like that was their marketing ploy. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's a like it's, not to pull you into the story or to you just know, like, to sell, like oh, to make money. There's a pork. I wonder yes. where this is from, and then pulls you in. It's like yes. no, I'm gonna buy it just to buy it, just to buy it, and yeah. it was just it was just to make money. Yeah, and not that that wasn't to make money, but I think it was also to draw you into the story, and it was so big, so huge, so different that like we wanted the toys and we wanted the the other things that went along with yeah. you know Star Wars. So I didn't feel like it was just like it was a money grab, but I didn't feel like it was just a money grab. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's done differently with Disney because mm-hmm. everything is marketable. Everything makes money, you know, and things are recycled or you make another one, you know. Yeah, you yeah. just redo things. Sure. So it's just different. It's in different hands. I mean, look at DC. Mm-hmm. They're just redoing everything over and 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 over again, and they're going to redo it again, like you said with, yeah. with, with How Cameron, many? right? James yeah. Cameron. No, uh, James Gunn. I James think Gunn. Get mm-hmm. to cut their losses and go, hey. This was good. This is good. Mm-hmm. Learn from this one. I'm just saying you're not gonna. It, it's a process. Well, you can, well, and I know we're supposed to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. but um, James Gunn understands the 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 model of what made the Marvel studio so popular, mm-hmm. and we knew the difference between what DC was doing and what Marvel was doing. Yes, and it was you know Marvel was character based storyline, mm-hmm. you know expanding through you know one. Big long one, yeah, story. One, yeah, one big long story that has you know the the, the yeah. end game, if you will, and all these Whereas, offshoots that are bringing in and giving you more about these characters. So as they're brought into the main story, you're like, oh, I know more about Ant Man. I know more about yeah. Black Widow, and so you feel and not jumping into Justice League, where mm-hmm. you know you're introducing characters within you know within the movie that everybody was supposed mm-hmm. to know, and yeah, it's like you have you know all of a sudden Wonder Woman's in here. It's like the heck is you know. It, it, just out I of mean, nowhere, yeah. yeah it's like, like why? 80, like eighty percent of the people know Wonder Woman and know who she is, but um, <clears throat> she showed up in Shazam too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like that. But you know, they they had their own process and they failed at it. That's why there's like five different Batmans and three different Jokers and, mm-hmm. and yeah. six different Supermans. And they go, and, oh, look, it's a multiverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and with D and D, I think what they did with this, which was smart, is they they catered to two different types of potential fans. The people who really don't know D&D and the people who do know D&D. Mm-hmm. I could kiss you! Try it. And it'd be the world of Feyrun because there's different worlds in D&D throughout the times when you've gone through realms. editions. Yes, I didn't say it. Sorry. I didn't say it. You said it. I didn't say realms, but now I'm going to. <laughs> so you'll have the Greyhawk world, the uh, Forgotten Realms world. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name, yeah. sorry. They have... Um, uh, they have the Dragonlance world. They have uh, Space Jammer. They have just uh, they have the new Fifth Edition, whichever I don't know what they're doing there because I'm not is, in. Part is of the fifth Space edition. Jam one with Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes? <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> you wascally wabbit! <laughs> Come on, Doc, just play basketball with not us. Not the LeBron James version, <laughs> right? Yep. Although my son did enjoy that one, but I, I think they did it. I didn't even watch it. No, you no. didn't. I no. did. They did a good job with D and D of catering to people who don't really know D and D. But also, mm-hmm. like, so you could just enjoy the story. You sure. don't have to know these things. And then they put enough of D&D history um, and um, particular characters, right. rules, yeah. um, the idea behind Dungeons & Dragons, um, major characters that are live within that world of Dungeons & Dragons, like the, the, the evil guy, Sastam, who's a lich, um, the Red Wizards of Thay. And so they were able to give enough of you, like, where you go, oh, like, mm-hmm. I know all about that because they're in the books. 
But you could also be the person who doesn't know diddly squat about Dungeons and Dragons. Go, well, this is a fun, interesting movie that's action-packed and, you know, it's fantasy-based, but I can enjoy it. So. Well, I do know now that if you get stabbed by a red wizard, you ain't come back. You may not come you may back. may not come yes. back. They're, they're mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. it. Unless you roll a two. <laughs> yes, it depends on your roll, Gary. Because <laughs> you do get a saving throw. Yeah, Almost wait. nothing is automatic Good death. To know. Good to know. <laughs> and that's off your D20. You know how I knew is I, I, I could tell. I could tell. Uh, okay, so obviously I'm not a big – I mean, I know D&D. I know a little bit about it. I got the general idea. Mm-hmm. Um, from Stranger Things, right? No, no I know other stuff too. I, I had a friend who's really into it too, uh, Max, and um, he. Uh, so, but, but I knew because the guy next, two guys next to me were being defense because I was listening to them uh-huh. during the movie and stuff they were saying and laughing and whatever, like yeah, you know, you know, fist pump kind of stuff. Like, okay, obviously it must be good because these guys are they're, they're getting these nerds are really into it, really and I'm a nerd. <laughs> this is how I am when I'm watching Star Trek. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> But uh, no, it's good. So do you? So um, so the main idea of the movie is um, so the Chris Pine's character. What is his? What is he? So he is a okay. So again, I've had characters that were part of this secret organization called the Harpers. Harpers, yeah. So what it is? He's a bard. Okay. Okay. And bards travel around, and they're like the weakest probably character you can have. He said that too. Yes, (laughs) they are very weak. Like they're not really good fighters. Just because that sentence is symmetrical doesn't make it not nonsense. And basically in the game, what they do is they buff your other characters. Like they help with your morale. They can give you... Plan. I plan. Yes, exactly. They can give you strength bonuses. So they're they're like... Nobody wants to be the bard. It's almost like being the cleric, the healer. Nobody wants to do that either. So essentially he's part of the Harpers. Right. And with the secret society, you run into these other sort of evil societies like uh, the Cult of the Dragon, the Red Wizards of Fae. And the Harpers are always trying to maintain a balance within the world of, of, of the Forgotten Realms or Faerun. Okay. So they will go do minor things sometimes to keep things in balance. Sometimes it will help the bad guys if they think the good guys are getting too powerful. Mm. Um, and that's supposed to be it. But in this one, you're mostly doing good stuff. And so he ends up basically <sighs> capturing some high-level person who's a red, a, a, a red wizard, but he steals an item. Doesn't oh, yeah. know that they have a location spell on it, essentially, and that they're able to track him down, and then they kill his wife. his wife. Uh, and the baby ends up being hidden. The wife hides the baby. He's out doing his Harper thing. When he comes home, she's dead. That place is ransacked. He finds his baby, realizes, I can't really raise my baby on my own, meets... Um, it's a gift for every one of you. All right, take me down. This is absurdly high. It's not what we discussed. What's her name from Fast and the Furious? Yes, um, what's character's name? The Barbarian. Yeah, the Barbarian. Um, yes. I forget her. Uh, her Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. And they create a, a bond, a friendship, and she sort of becomes the mother of the child. Yes. And then job. they're going to do this one last job because he's, he really realizes in the movie, hey, like, I miss my wife. But the, the, his daughter never even knew mom. Yeah. And they go to do this job, and Hugh Grant's character um, oh, yeah. turns on them and yeah. ba- stabs him in the back because he's a harper and he's the only one who can go get this. He wants to get this particular item that allows you to resurrect. So in D&D, a high-level cleric can either themselves or put a, a spell on an item. And is if you know the is, right he's words, a cleric, he is not a cleric, no. Oh, he's not, oh. No, he's a bard. Oh, he's a bard. Yes. Oh, he's also a bard. Okay, gotcha. He's just a bard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... He goes and he, he ends up 
being the only one who can get him into this Harper secret hold, right? Because he's a Harper. And when all the guys come to kill him, they or capture them, they the Red Resident of Thay, who's in leagues with Hugh Grant, ends up backstabbing them, trying to get them all killed, but instead uh, Michelle Rodriguez and so typical and, Hugh Grant. And she looked yes. like uh, her mm-hmm. character was Doric, and she looked like um, an evil, uh, like red, uh, red Scarlet Witch. She looks like Scarlet Witch. Look at her. Yeah. Oh, you talk about the. Oh, you talk about the Red Wizard with yeah, that? Yeah, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. And then uh, her name, uh, Michelle, her mm-hmm. Holga was her name, and he's Edgin. Mm-hmm. Edgin, yeah. So I didn't know their names. I didn't really. That's uh, all mm-hmm. good. Yeah. <laughs> I just did it for the story. So then Forge. they end up in prison, like in this prison, and they That's escape. So funny. So they want to go back, and they've got a. They want he wants to get his daughter back, but Hugh Grant has taken her under his wing, and he's become the Lord of Waterdeep, right? Am I correct? No, Neverwinter. Excuse Never me. Winter. He's become the Lord of Neverwinter. Yep. But she's just using him, Hugh Grant, to get this particular item, which is like a horn that Saz Tam has used before to corrupt a bunch of people oh, yeah. and turn them into the undead and create an army because Saz Tam is a lich. Yeah, zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. She is the Red Wizard of Thay is just trying to do that, get yeah. this particular item and get everybody gathered in for the games. And he's all his ideas to is Grant Hugh, Hugh Grant is to get all this money. So these people are bringing in all this money to make bets on these um, games that are going to happen in Neverwinter. And he's just amassing the wealth and going to put it on a ship and leave when she turns the whole city into the undead. So Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez realize that they need help and they got this wizard who's really not a good wizard but he's only not a good wizard because he has no confidence oh. in himself and then he's in love with this druid Simon the Alibear. Yeah. Simon, yeah. and so they go enlist their help and then they need this this particular item this helm of dis- displacement yes right and only this paladin, who's a high-level paladin, has it. So they got to go Zink. convince him to give him the helm. So then they got to go down into the Underdark. And then the assassins from the Red Wizard of Thay come and attack them. And then – so it's just – it's a, it's a fun, complicated, mm-hmm. um, interesting movie. Yeah. And in the end, it's all about working as a team and um, not just about yourself. And he realizes because Michelle Rodriguez is going to die at the end. And he uses he gets the item back, and instead of using it to bring back his wife and be selfish, he brings back Michelle Rodriguez because his daughter, that's really her mom. That's who yeah, raised right. her. So he yeah. uses that to bring her back. She gets stabbed with a, a blade of, of Thay, right? <laughs> yep. And she's going to die, and he Not saves her with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they live happily about after. Yeah, yeah you know how it always is. <laughs> um it, uh, you know, too, the, the so special. Typ- typical Hugh Grant movies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, Love Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> Notting Hill. I'm, I'm, I'm te- 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 terribly sorry. It's <laughs> extremely awkward. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But in this one, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And he ends, up, he ends up in the same prison. He's almost like going, I'm sorry I had to do this, but this is just what we're You know, he just he has to apologize to it. Mm-hmm. It's very typical. It's a very English thing to do. Is yes. Like, apologize after you've done Like he's evil, but wrong. he's really not evil because he has tea and crumpets. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he wants the daughter to become his, so he's not going to treat her good until. He does. And yeah. he does treat her good. And I think he wants her with him. But then at the end, you know, his greed wins out because they've convinced her that he's full of cock doo 
and she comes back to her dad. Doesn't she? Doesn't she look like uh? What's her name? Looks like um. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does a little bit. Who am I thinking of? I'm just I don't know. Who are you thinking uh, the, of? The, the the Olsen. The other Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Who does? Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. She kind of looks like the the red the the one became the uh. The oh, red Sophia wizard. Lillis. That yeah. she was bald headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know the what's funny is there's a lot of uh, like you see you're talking about not overdone humor. Mm-hmm. But when they're in prison, uh, Edgin and uh, Holga. You don't touch your potato. Oh yeah, yeah. You touch the potato. <laughs> yeah, some orc comes in and she ends up beating the Bust crap out of her because he touched her potato. <laughs> yeah. Bradley Cooper was in this movie yes, too. Yes, he played a halfling because <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez is in love with Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was tiny too. Mm-hmm. Like, As is everybody. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a handsome devil. But mm-hmm. uh, while they're in prison, they got to go um, up before the board. And the, it was funny because they were, and they use a lot of non-human characters too. Some yes, those are like dragons mm-hmm. and whatever. They use what they called because they use dragonborn. The druid was a tiefling. Um, the wizard, he was a half elf. Um, you know, you were waiting for jo- was it Jonathan? We're waiting for Jonathan. To yes, he was Jonathan was a bird. And that must be fifth edition D and D because I don't know what race that is. That's not D and D one, oh. two, or three. Okay. Yeah, and but four this, didn't really hit. But five is pretty popular with okay. the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was funny that they jumped the bird and took it outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got out. And they were going to get pardoned anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, they're yelling, we were going to pardon you <laughs> after all. Um, I mentioned that Zenik, okay, so I can't say his name, Roger Jean Page, mm-hmm. which I've seen in lots of stuff. I, we were watching a show called, I know, you're going to give me more time, Bridgerton, but we're watching it. He played the Duke. What in were you watching? Bridgerton. You're watching Bridgerton. I was watching Bridgerton. What family. is Bridgerton? Oh, it's a very English. It's um. So it's an so, English so show. The guy that plays the, the paladin. He's the he's the main character of the show. The Duke. What's he's, it about? Okay. Well, I know we're going off on a tangent. Here, well, it's. I mean, okay. The idea no, of the Bridgerton I'm gonna, I'm is. I'm gonna let Gary describe it because go ahead. it's just gonna uh, dig himself in a big hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but go ahead, Gary. What is Bridgerton? I'll summarize. About? It's a family, uh-huh. like a well-to-do family during the time of the probably 1800s, I think it was, and it's their life in the kingdom, and there's a duke, whatever. So they're they're different. There's nine kids, seven kids in the family, and each book deals with a different kid. So the daughter was the main character who married the duke. It's and they they put in a lot of modern music, but they boring. Anyway, <laughs> you, you know, like when the, you He's know how, what they did with. Uh, what, uh, was it a uh, Hamilton? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like if the guy that did Hamilton uh-huh. did Little Women. Oh, so I never like seen the Little, to it. Like the little Women would like just start rapping for no reason. Oh. Yeah, they do okay. Well, they don't go that much too into I've it. never seen Little <laughs> but Women, but okay. Like, they'll use different. They use. <laughs> you know of Little Women, right? I've the heard book of it, and yes. all. Yes. I've heard of it. Oh, His okay. character, though, it's funny stuff. And then I tell telling John, he reminded me a lot of Wesley from The Princess Bride because he's very. He had this very Pride and Prejudice. That, that, that's oh, okay. a better better description. Okay. Of that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the same time. Um, but they added a lot more stuff and language and yeah. But more, he was, they're he, showing more more stuff. He was very straight laced. Was very straight laced. Yes, yeah. he was very straight laced. So yes, like Wesley in terms of the way he spoke. Yes, but very straight laced. Yeah. yeah, he does yeah. mesmerize. Very exact in whatever. Yeah, but that's paladins. Paladins are like you're just goody two shoes. You're not allowed to do anything wrong, or you could well, lose he, your he paladin didn't. head. Right. Mm-hmm. Is he it like is it like the elves from Lord of the Rings? Like the like, I don't know. Like the, no. the purity of no. Think of did you ever see the movie Excalibur? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, Sir Lancelot. Oh uh, yeah. Before he before he, Went you down. know, gets down with Guinevere, right? Mm-hmm. How 
goody two shoes he is and how honorable he is and he just lives for the fight that's kind of what paladins are supposed to be is mm. a sir lancelot in fact in dungeons and dragons sir lancelot is a like i don't know 18th level paladin or something because they they they, mm. they take they take in all these mythos and they've in, within dungeons and dragons and they've created characters around them like mm. they actually have characters and they have weapons from like excalibur is actually like a holy avenger sort of sharpness which are two of the most powerful swords you can have that's mm. how powerful like it cut through stone but it in the hands of a paladin it can like stop magic and it's plus five and it's just real, really old super powerful weapon if your paladin can get their hands on it it's the greatest hey weapon didn't they have the, the vorpal sword in here too or not i don't know if they had a vorpal sword oh, i thought it was okay i thought someone mentioned mm -hmm. it oh, i don't know um but yeah no it's fun characters and the thing is <clears> oh there's the girl didn't show her the one that was the elf i think she was um she wasn't an elf she was a <laughs> Uh-huh. The okay. druid who well, turned into an alabear? She changed shape. She changed yeah, shape. Yeah, that's a druid. Was mm -hmm. Winona oh, Ryder right in there? there? No. All right. No. <laughs> no one well, I'm not interested. Yeah. I, I, she would have been, I mean, the typhlings generally aren't druids, but, you know, in the new D&D, &D, you could be any race and do any class, and so it's. Yeah. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. That's okay. how they do it. <laughs> But each character really had their. You could be whatever you want. Yes, exactly, kids. Yeah. You could be whatever you feel like. Mm. And I'm like, this isn't D&D. <laughs> well, I won't play. For but they edition. had some fun characters. Characters all were de de developed mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, the only one that didn't have any kind of arc was the your paladin. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he Not did. Really. He had. He had. Well, he had history with that assassin, right? Yeah. And he had been an evil. He'd been a a, a soldier for Thay. At one point, oh, yeah, right. right. So okay. he had a little bit of history, but not like the others. The others were more well developed. But he was just used, sort of like in D and D. Sometimes you're like, we just got to go on a quest and get these people so we can go do this mm -hmm. thing, and then you end up being a group together. Like that's how my friends and I started. We're like, let's just create characters, and then we put them together, and then we're like, whoever survived from it became like this group that we mm -hmm. played for yeah. thirty years, sometimes wow. forty years. You know? Wow. Yes, that's amazing, mm -hmm. and that's. The game goes on and on. That's yes. <laughs> I've been playing. I got one character. Well, my first character. He's the only original surviving character of what we, group of what we call the Sexy Six plus one. He's the only one left out of, well, no, there's two left. Um, but he's like, I mean, I've been playing him since I was like 12. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's nerdy. You were the sexy six at twelve years old. Yes, we were the sexy six back uh, then. Uh, the coolest, uh -huh. coolest. Because we couldn't come up with anything else for six people. <laughs> the stupid six, the slimy six. We're like, no, let's be the six? sexy six. Yeah. And you get the sexy six. Mm -hmm. So, as you're talking about, like you know, the games and the stories can go on and on. Does this movie set up for sequels? Or oh, for sure. I mean, sequels. And then, what would you like to see? But it had a satisfying you know, ending, the, though. It's the good. cinematic universe, if you will, of D and D. Like how, like what? What do you think that they should do to keep you, the the D and D fan, interested? Well, I think you got to stick with those same characters, and then there has to be some sort of like they could bring, maybe bring Saz Tam into it, um, him trying to exact revenge with the Red uh, Wizards of Thay coming after this group, because we've done that in ours where we. We ended up um, defeating this this goddess, which is 
the spider queen. So she's the goddess of the drow, which are dark elves, evil elves. We end up destroying her. So then our next campaign, what I created is that drow, this goddess, got together with Vecna. Oh, boy. That's yes. Combo. Yeah. Because we wanted to play this. High, we always wanted to fight Vecna. Number and so one. we brought in that. And then she brought in because we destroyed. The, you play this module and you fight all these giants because the giants are teaming up with the dark elves to try to take mm. a, a piece of Greyhawk. And so you as the, the adventurer go through all these levels of killing these wow. giants and find out that they're attached to the drow. And then you start going to different places in the drow and, and defeating them. And then at the end, you fight Loth. And we ended up beating her, which was crazy. So then we're like, well, if you put the two of them together, because we want to fight Vecna. And I mm. came up with a story of why she would help Vecna uh, because she wants to get exact revenge on us and Vecna wants to get out. He's in a place called Ravenloft because he's been banished there and he wants to get out of there. So we created a story where he was finding a way to get his essence back into the world so he could take over. And so that's how we do it. So you could do something similar to that where Zastam is now pissed off at the group wow. and he does something to draw them back into some sort of storyline. Yeah, I think know? this is the first, mm -hmm. they did They did a first <clears throat> taste is it for people and they're going to definitely do something else. Yeah. Um, cool. mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, got a really good question. I can't remember. So, um, oh, so, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot Stranger. Uh, I was and say as a matter of fact, we met Zastam in that campaign. He was helping us against Vecna. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. See. Wow. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. This would say what these people. This these characters are like. If you play Dungeons and Dragons, you should know about these. Characters. Where's the um? Okay, so you have a lot of like books, Lord of the Rings, whatever. All these elves, dwarfs, whatever. Mm -hmm. too. Um, where's the line where they can't like ants? Do they have the ants would be more? We had things like that in Dungeons and Dragons because you have to realize like. Gary Gygax, who created this, and his crew, they they took from all kinds. They took from C C Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. They took from – so they – who's the guy who did um, – so his stories, they took from that. They took from – Oh, H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. They yeah. took from uh, Indian mythos. They would mm -hmm. take from you know, uh, Norse mythos. They mm -hmm. would take from the Arthurian mythos. They would take all this stuff, and then they would take – Kind of basically Tolkien, yeah. right? And they kind of created a game around that. And it was originally called Chainmail, was the original game. Mm -hmm. And then he created from there. They created more rules, and and then it became Dungeons and Dragons. And then eventually, by the time I got into it, they were shifting from Dungeons and Dragons to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, oh, <clears throat> which is wow. what we call First Edition. So, wow. you know, um, your question was. Oh, and I just, I was asking where they, you know, because could they pull from, because they could pull from Robert Jordan if they want to, right? From no. any book? No. That but, would be, I mean, you could have a story that was similar to it, but you can't pull from the that. characters, like different creatures. I mean, he no. would have, because, because. So, yeah, he, uh, that's what we're talking about. So, like, you know, you had ants. Well, they, in D&D, in &D, there are, there are moving trees they're not okay. called ants right? right he couldn't call them hobbits so they had to call them halflings yeah um so there's things that he changed but it was still dnd &D. I mean, generic dwarf generic elf generic mm -hmm. elf. yes but so that those are all generic dark elves or drow right because mm -hmm. dark elves actually come from uh marvel right yeah yeah so you drawn from all they just took all kinds of different things and just mashed it up and sort of created Dungeons and Dragons, you know. And like, then you took your book and used a lot of I took a, that actual adventure yeah. that I did and every book is based on this adventure. In fact, mm -hmm. my final book is 
basically my, my trilogy is off the Vecna adventure, but I've oh. changed the character. It's not Vecna. It's yeah. another guy called Vikosh, and I have a different world. But it's similar to our our dealings with Vecna and what happened in that long, drawn-out. I mean, we played that campaign, I don't know, six, seven years, mm-hmm. you know? The book's available everywhere. Yes. <laughs> on Amazon. That's true. On Amazon. On an Amazon near you, which is and at my probably house. in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's so it's – yeah, and I basically that's what I do. I just sort of take the adventures, and then I take that as the skeleton, and then I write about it. And you can do that, but you know they have a specific world, and there's mm-hmm. things that I can't. I can't take Vecna from Wizards of the Coast. They own that particular character, uh, but liches are nothing. You right. know, they're nothing new. They've been right. around forever. They're, liches right. be crazy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they be sometimes you got to be slapping the lich. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because <laughs> they be talking. Liches back. be liches, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't hate to play, hate the game. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So, and I mean rolling that 20 when I'm talking about the player. (laughs) So it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you could, you could take ideas from that, but you can't take Jordan's characters. No, 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 I think so. Like your, your, your other characters, they have totally different names, totally different Mm -hmm. whatever, but just some of the generic creatures or you can change up names and just call them something else that's similar. You could. You could. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I do. I mean, I still call them drow because that's not, you know, the D&D doesn't enough. own them. Yeah, I mean, D doesn't own a drow, but okay. I think they changed the name to meet with dark elves, right? But dark elves are just, they've been in history, you know, part of Norse yeah. mythos. That's not yeah. anything new. Yeah. So, and they just turn it into a, some sort of creature. And that's, you know, the, the thing is they don't need to pull from a the world is so expansive and so huge there's so many things there's so much history that's been created right. around within that own world you know that you don't need to pull from anywhere else you can just pull straight from Dungeons and Dragons they have so much to mm-hmm. to actually do I mean they could they could they could go off on different tangents and come up with new if they did it I think as well as they did here and they found the right cast they could go off and do you know, a Dragonlance series. They could go off and go back and do a Greyhawk series. They could yeah. do, you know, or they could continue with these characters if they wanted to, which I think would be the smart thing that, to do. That's the that's the craziest thing is that you know because you know you pull from such, you know, a large world and there's so many, you know, like uh, like the outside universe of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. that it, it, you can continue on for you know years and eons years. Eons and eons. Yeah. Yes, if you you know. If you do it right, yeah. Yeah. Uh If anything, if you do it right. And that's like when I would first, when my friend would would read Thor magazines, and I'm like, he's not a superhero. He belongs in Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) But they they took him from Norse mythos, and one put it in a, you know, made him a superhero, and then they made him a god in Dungeons and Dragons that you can worship and actually potentially meet and or fight. Well, That's just like, you know, from, yes. a, from a comic standpoint, I mean, it, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel and DC, they both have, you know, Hercules, you know, you have one. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but one woman that, you know, does like the Greek mythology. And, Which is an Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's uh, there's technically a, a Thor in the DC, but, you know, they always say like, oh, you know, you can't use the same character. I was like, well, it's, you know, it's, you know, grand mythology, so you can use it wherever you, know, you in want. Any, in mm-hmm. Anywhere you want. Yep. Protect it with your very life. I will. Hold this. Compete with that Thor. Right. right? Yeah. Which would be, I think, a dumb marketing idea, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're just copying them. I'm not going to go watch that. Which, yeah, yeah you shouldn't. But so. if you were, oh, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. But certain countries overseas whose name starts with C, they don't care. 
they'll they'll steal anything and you know no copyright so what do you starts with CNN and Ina uh, cr yeah. Crimea oh Crimea <laughs> oh yeah yeah I get you <laughs> yeah. so but uh, yeah but over here we 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 obey the rules for the most part right? no we don't Gary are you a knucklehead we do not obey the rules over here we're just not as blatant as those guys yeah. <laughs> whose rules are we yeah. talking about. China's just pretty blatant about that. Oh, did I say the word? I mean, it starts oh. with a C and ends with an I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Oops. starts with a V and ends with an I know. Oh, <laughs> right uh, That's where life begins. That's right. It does. It oh, you're really so right. Does. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, what was that about? <laughs> Of decency, there you go. Mm -hmm. That is decent. Okay. Well, I'll have to check out the movie. Yeah, I think you'll like yeah. it. I mean, if you don't like D and D, I think it's it's well worth going and seeing it for just entertainment value. What's the best way to get into Dungeons and Dragons? Play, well, playing okay. play the game. Yes, it is. And Chris Pine, even I read an article about him where he says, "Hey, man, I think every kid should be playing because they sat all those guys sat down and played Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't think any of them had any experience with it, and they felt like it was a great thing for kids in school to do, simply because." You're having to use your imagination. Mm. You're having to learn how to do teamwork. Um, you know, there's art involved. There is uh, math, English, history, mm. mythology. There's just all kinds of things involved in it. But I think what he was really talking about, the biggest part is that you learn how to use your imagination and sure. work as a team, you know, and that's, that's something that can really benefit, you know, kids these days. How, how do you think <clears throat> the school uh, would be able to to use Dungeons and Dragons as a, as a learning tool, you know, for, um, you know, imagination, literature, story building. Uh, well, okay. Well, one of the things I do with my kids, I teach high school. Um, on Fridays, he I teaches high school, everybody. I yeah. teach high school. I'm a counselor at high school. Yeah, there you go. That means so I, he's going to, I really I, don't do anything. I went to, I went to high school. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Are barely you sure? got through. No, <laughs> um, so, but I use games in my classroom cause the other day we were playing Stratego. I was teaching the kids how to play it and, you know, it's a good, you know, it's a really nice, you know, like chess, right? Well, strategy. But not but as complicated. Yeah. Not as complicated, yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, um, I mean, it's the time factor, I would think, to play a good game of Dungeons and Dragons. I'd have to, like, leave a table in the back, you know, and some guy doesn't, some kid doesn't come mess it up. Yeah, so I had kids that I was playing Dungeons and Dragons with um, a few years ago. Is that legal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Games are good. Mm -hmm. No, games are, there's mm -hmm. a lot of education behind it. It was legal. Yeah. <laughs> they were all 18, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a bunch of my like band kids, you know, uh -huh. just the odd kids who don't fit in anywhere. And they were playing fifth edition and that Mr. Pepper, we heard you play D&D. &D. And so then they wanted me to play. So on Wednesdays, because we had short days, you know, one, uh, at three o'clock or whatever, I might cut out 15 minutes early, have them come into my room because I had this big, we had these portables to ourselves because we were, uh, mm -hmm. they were re doing re uh, construction, so revamping things. <clears throat> and. They would show up like every day at three. We played all five, and I oh, played wow. with them probably a good. I mean, there was not even time when they're like, "Oh, can you play on a Saturday? Come, just come to Mobile. We'll go to this comic book store. They'll let us play there." And so, mm. <clears throat> I think it was good for them to learn how to, again, work together, use their imagination. Sure. I think it brings sometimes people who don't have sort of a home, so to speak, and I don't mean home in, in the, the home sense, but maybe they're not an athlete. Right. They're not. Um, they're, they're not their place. They're, they're yeah. not. Yeah, they don't have a the place Neeks. where they feel at home, especially like at at school. This I think helped them connect, right, and uh, build some friendships, and um, you know, enjoy each other's company. And so I think it was 
you know, while it lasted, it was good for them. Yeah. I don't know, but just so funny, right next door to me as a teacher, he has the anime club. Yes. It's the same kids, I think, mm-hmm. too. But, it is uh, the same kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. fun. So, you know, and we were talking about clubs anyways. You could just, you could just do a D&D club if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, because we do, yeah. I... My I'll, son won't join it at school. He's really disappointing me. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, will you join? Will you, son, will you join the d and I'm not joining that club, Dad. <laughs> no way. I'm That's like, because you do it. I'm like, come on, son, please. He's like, no, I'm not going to join the D&D club, Dad. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do see kids sitting out there at lunchtime by themselves or with, a, you know, by themselves with someone uh-huh. else, you know. And, um, you know, I don't know. It might be the kids are just a little awkward, a little. I mean, I did that in high school, too. I was very shy. Yeah. So, yeah. And but, my friends and I were, I don't know if that were necessarily, some of them were. But, you know, it really helped a few of them, yeah. I think. You know, mm-hmm. bond. I mean, those. I mean, honestly, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, to talk about one friend from sixth grade, I, I met him because uh, two of them I met because of Dungeons. One in sixth and one in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. One of them, he and he and my my this other kid that I knew, Chris Belcher. They were just sitting there blah, 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 about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, I play Dungeons and Dragons, and then all of a sudden we all started talking about, it, and then before we know, we're hanging out at each other's house playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm still friends with and then you that were in guy the down from, under. Yes, for six since sixth grade, and I'm still his buddy. I mean, yeah. he's coming down on June 10th to play Dungeons and Dragons from Sacramento. Wow. And then my other buddy, he's flying from North Carolina. Oh my god! I mean, uh, New York because he moved out there. Um, he's flying back to play Dungeons and Dragons. That's the guy I met in eighth grade. I saw him with the Dungeons and Dragons book. I'm like, that nerd's gonna be my DM. And that didn't happen. But you know, we made a bond and we started playing D and D on a regular basis. And so you create friendships sometimes around this. There's that a lot can, of kids that need that spark and that connection. Yes. And it's not technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. And it gets them away from a screen and it, you know, they, I mean, you can do that stuff on the screen, but I'm very, I'm very anti that. I'm like, look, guys, I don't want to be, I mean, we're on screens all day. Let's, yeah. no and my nerd friend who's in New York, he's a computer guy, so he does it anyway. He's got to have everything on a screen, but the mm-hmm. rest of us just pencil and paper. Well, Friday. Yeah, because I've seen it to where you know groups of they all have their tablets or laptops, mm-hmm. and that's how they you know make their notes and their stories and all that. And, and you could do and that. And some way. people that just you know old school got their you know their pencils and note tabs, mm-hmm. and, and we have character sheets, and you're writing on it, so it's yeah. just you know you could draw your pictures. And yeah. mm-hmm. well, Friday was interesting uh, that I had. I have to close this because we're getting tired. Yes, um, I had a couple boys, and there's a, a, a group of kids, kind of newcomers, three or four of them, a little wild, and uh, you know there's kind of like. And a little lo- noisy and wild, and um, I sat down and taught them a game, and uh, I was playing with a couple of them, and they took to it like, and the two more came over, and were like, like I was watching them process and figuring. I didn't tell them the rules; they were just figuring this whole thing out, and then they want to play, and they played a couple different games, and I was like, and they were focused, and they were like working together, and it was great, you know. So I mean, games definitely are a, they a can, big factor, and there's yes. no technology, no technology nope. at all. Yep. So just this. Your brain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe your imagination. Yes, yeah. So, well, good stuff. Yeah, we hate to cut it quick, but uh, we got to go on uh, get on some other stuff. But um, so th- there are there are um, some spinoffs that they're working off. Of oh, already. so there's okay. A, there's a Paramount Plus spinoff that they're working on. Oh, the cool! I have that for another nine months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, the the future is in the works for for D and D movies and series. So that's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Sounds good. All well, right. we'll definitely, Rudy, there's your homework. You got to go check out and stick a movie and then come back and tell us what you think. Got it. And uh, I think we're, we got some good ideas. So I'm um, still Gary. Still Rudy. Still John. Classics. Classics.
Thanks for listening to Necology 101. Thanks, everybody. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button and stay up to date with what's new in the fandom universe. You can find Necology 101 on Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. We love to hear from our fans, and your input helps make this show possible. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at God Among Geeks, or you can contact us at Necology101class at gmail.com. We know you have a lot of fandom choices out there, so thanks for including us in your universe. Because we are the knights who still say, Nick! Nick!